Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where you talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always, although not from his home today, I'm not exactly sure where Spread is, but I believe he's still in sunny California. How's it going, Spread? Yeah, I'm in sunny California, coming to you from a remote location, but the weather is beautiful as always. Well, you sound great. Jorge, how's it going up north? Oh, it's going super well. Not only did I... Uh, have a great first week at the French, but Tottenham just lost today. So, you know, John Joe, <laughs> our friend John Joe is upset, and there's nothing better than him being upset over Tottenham scum. Uh, I want a bet in a bet builder, so I'm I'm super happy right now. I love when they lose. I fucking hate them. I may or may not have had Liverpool five to one to win the Champions League from a few months ago. So, <laughs> a wonderful day. But let's talk about some tennis. We've had a great week or so of tennis at the French Open. I thought it'd be fun if we got together, you know, looked at each quarter, kind of reviewed what happened, and started to think about, you know, what the rest of the tournament's going to look like. So starting in the top quarter, we've got Naomi Osaka, the number one seed. She lost today to Siniakova. Caroline Garcia lost to Anna Blankova. So we got Madison Keys there in the in the bottom part of the top half. And then in the bottom half, Serena Williams lost to Sophia Kennan today. And Ashley Barty has looked really comfortable. So what did you guys what have you guys thought of the first quarter? What are your uh, big takeaways here, Jorge? Uh, I think it's it's been interesting to see how uh the the big dogs have, have kind of fallen and who's who's the favorite left here and that's the question um are you back to party are you yeah, Barty's the, fa- the favorite at the books right so i mean obviously uh keys or Barty is your favorite i would not be surprised to see an informed katarina sinyakova come through though that's interesting sinyakova's price to win the quarters four and a half to one right now what do you think spread can sinyakova win the next two matches well, you know, I hope not since like, Keys was my outright here, so I'm still sitting nice on that one at 25 to one. And I and I did not expect Sinyakova um, to win today. She's kind of coming to form here, all in, right in front of our eyes, and she's playing kind of like she did last summer that we've been waiting for all year. And she decided to wait till the end of May to pull it out, but now it's here, and that's going to be a very interesting match. I'm guessing that uh, I haven't seen the lines yet. Is Keys a uh, Keys a slight favorite here? She is, and actually Siniakova's taken money. It looked like Siniakova, the first price I saw today was uh, plus 145, and she's down to plus 130, um, keys minus 165. And again, I think Siniakova's taken some money today. So, there's some Well, her there. win had to be a lot more impressive than Madison Keys going uh, three sets against Blinkova, so I could see why she'd be taking money. After three sets against Hong, too. Yeah. So, I mean, Keys has made it here so far. I remember one of the reasons I, I picked her was because she had kind of an easy draw, but now uh, that appears to have ended. So let's see if she can uh, raise her play to the level of competition. I'm seeing if you like Keys, you can also get her. Pinnacle opened her around that 165 mark. Um, it's it's all the way into uh, 1.68, which I believe is minus 145. Um, yep. So you can get a nice price on her um, at the offshores. And it's funny because when it first came out, I thought there, there might have been a tiny amount of value on Sinyakova. Now I'm starting to lean towards, you know, another 10 cents and I'll, I'll jump all over Madison Keys there. Well, what's interesting is it's kind of a similar style of matchup. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, the blistering forehand, the big serve. Um, I think Osaka moves a little better, but I don't think Keys is any a, is a slouch on the side to side. Um, for being American, she's, she's pretty adept on the clay. So um, just kind of interesting that Siniakova playing, you know, a similar style player uh, is that big of an underdog. Yeah, I... A little Freudian slip there, Spread. You said Osaka at first. 
Yeah, I know. I think uh, Keys, though, has more pedigree than Osaka uh, on the clay. I mean, as much as she's a hard quarter and as much as her game plays there, she's she's been pretty good on clay the last couple of years. So um, I think that, now, mind you, a lot of that success comes at Charleston, which is kind of grain of salt territory. North America, she's at home. The crowd loves her. Faster clay. Uh, but still, I mean, she's she. I think she went to what the semis last year here. So she does have a pedigree, and she loves the slams. And I mean, just style and ranking wise, it's going to be hard to justify making her a dog. So I can see why the price is where it's at. Um, probably a pass at this price, though. Yeah, I was looking at maybe over two and a half sets, but that price looks just about right at plus one forty, plus one forty-five. It's um, we were talking about this a little before we got started. Siniakova is a player that, when she's at her top level, is one of the best players in the world, but it's hard to figure out when that's going to happen. And Madison Keys is a much steadier player. She generally plays at a higher level more consistently, and this is a grand slam. So um, I can't find any value in Siniakova at this price. What do you guys think about the match in the bottom here? We've got Barty playing Cannon. Um, looking at the price here, Barty, a big favorite, minus 475. Cannon, you can get it plus 315. What do you think, Spread? Do you have any interest in Cannon? At that price, yes. I mean, obviously, I have Barty in the little brackets that we filled out beforehand. I actually had uh, Barty beating Serena Williams there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I I would think after her performance today, I don't see why she's anything above, you know, European odds 3.0 or plus 200. Uh, Barty has been playing well, but I mean, that's a huge huge price for Cannon, who's been playing, is playing just as well going into this uh, – going into this match i guess that they're saying you know she's struggling in her first round kenan struggling in the first round against the uh italian qualifier then she had a walkover and then i guess they're not giving as much uh, credence to the win over serena as i am yeah i was surprised by that to beat serena williams and to be this big of a dog in the next match you think the public would be a little all over kenan here how about you jorge do you see any value in this price uh i i think i do i think there's a, a bit of room for some value here i wouldn't Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing the, the plus games on this one, and I'm not a big plus games guy. If I like an underdog, I usually just play the money line. Um, but here's one of those matches where I think Kennan can Kennan can keep it close. There's not much that Barty is going to do on slow clay that's going to that's going to bother her. Um, she's not going to be bothered by slices. She's uh, more than capable uh, of moving around the court. I think she can keep it close, and if you can get if that's the price, you're probably going to get four and a half, five, maybe five and a half games. I'm thinking probably about five at that price, plus five even money. I'm seeing right. So if you're getting five games, I think that, that that's a decent head start for her. She just you know loses six four six four, pushes a seven five set, something like that, and you're you're in the clear. Even wins a set, and you're fine. But um, uh, I can't see. Believing that there's value there on, on Ashley Barty, I, I think that equivalent is what 1.20. Like, yep. The max. What's the maximum value you could have? Like three cents if you have it priced at 115 or 117. Like, where's your? Right, it's almost. Where's your price? It's almost impossible to favorite this big. Uh, so it's definitely cannon or pass for me. But I still think Barty's going to win this match. She's been really good this week, and I, I expect her to continue that. I wonder if there's some mental debt down, let down from Cannon after playing such a big match against Serena Williams. So uh, it's I'm going to pass all around on this. Are you guys going to actually place a wager on Barty? 
No, if I did, I'd play Cannon, but no, I don't think I'm going to. Jorge, real quick, how do you think Cannon's serve is going to hold up compared to Barty's? Like, obviously, I think Barty has a better serve, but how much better is it really? Well, it depends on it depends on how Cannon's uh, placement is looking that day. I mean, that's, that's where a lot of her serve's effectiveness comes from, right? Um, we saw it today... Uh, even even right before match point to set it up, she had that deuce point where she was uh, she went right down the tee, and it was the placement that kept Serena from getting it back. It was had some decent pace, but she just pulled Serena, you know, way out not out wide but out towards the center of the court, and Serena could do nothing about it. I think if her serves like that, Barty's a decent returner, but she's not, you know, an elite returner in the sense that uh, you know a well placed serve will set you up for for some cheap points. So. I think it's all going to come down to how well she's placing it. And if she's off by even a, a few inches uh, from where she's trying to hit, she's going to have a very low percentage and she's going to have a tough time uh, beating Barty. But um, even her second serve today, the placement was very smart. Like she didn't go for it and hit too many doubles, but she she was very intelligent with the way she, she placed both her first and second serves. So it sounds like we're on board here for a Barty Keys quarterfinal. Jorge, who do you think's favored in that match? Uh, who do I think the books will favor, or who do I think should be favored? Well, how about both? Uh, I think the books will favor Barty, and I would have key, I would have Keys as the favorite. That's interesting. How about you, Spread? Um, yeah, I, I think the same. I think that uh, I like the matchup there for Keys. Uh, you know, there'll be one of the few matches where Barty plays where she, uh, in my mind, doesn't have the better serve. All right, well, that'll be a good spot for anybody holding a Barty to win the quarter ticket at 6-1 to one to hedge a little bit on keys. I'll look to do that, but I'm going to let it ride till then. Any other thoughts on the first quarter, guys? Well, you got uh, you got spread with his uh, outright still alive there, so we're, we're going to head into week two with uh, multiple outrights still going for net worth. Let's yeah, we've had, we, this has been a great uh, tournament for net worth, so actually. Far. I mean, we got <laughs> a bunch of stuff going Knock good. Hey, let's not try to jinx it to wherever you are. Spread. Okay. Find something wooden and uh, knock it for me if you I can. Just did. can. There you we go. That? Thank you very much. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. All right, let's move into the second quarter where I could not be more excited for the match than we've got. I don't think it's tomorrow. I think it's the day after. But Simona Halep's going to play Aga Swiatek, and I couldn't be more excited about that. I heard you uh, chirp up a little bit there, Jorge. Are you excited well, too? Well, I mean, I think Iga is one of my favorite players. Like, she's going to rival Iga, not Iga. Yeah. She's going to rival, uh, and I'm not even going to try the last name. Uh, as I mentioned last week, like I tried uh, getting a pronunciation Sweet from a text, Polish writer. Tech. It's like Schwantek. It's, it's tough. Oh, no. So we're just going to go with Iga Sviatek. <laughs> hey, Iga, let's go, go with that. Um, There's not really many Igas. She did have that uh, injury late in the first set today, and I think that um, that kind of really puts me off with her youth. Uh, but man, she hits so cleanly. She's so smart. I've never seen an 18-year-old like there are some women in their late 20s that you know fall apart when they get down love 30. Or, or she had a love 40 hold, a bunch of love 30 holds, uh, rebounded from a bagel with six three six three. I mean, this girl's amazing. There's nothing that she doesn't have on the court. She's got a nice first serve. Uh, she's got you know decent movement, and like I said, she just does everything well. The problem is. I don't know if, if she can take Halep out, um, and that's the that's kind of the, the one bummer about it, but uh, sure as hell excited for it, and hopefully she's she's fit again and doesn't have that lower back problem that, uh, that flared up today, and she can at least make it competitive. It's disappointing to hear she has a little bit of a back injury. It's I'm going to be hard-pressed not to back her at that price, but before we break that down, 
Spread, are you excited to see Sweetech here, or are you disappointed that Puig lost? No, I'm excited to see Sweetech, but unfortunately, I think this is where her um, nice little breakout run is going to end. I think that, you know, there's a difference between beating uh, Wang and Puig on clay and then going up against Halep, you know, uh, in a spot like this. I think it's going to be a little too much for her. I think that she'll see where she needs to get her game to be but um no i'm not looking for an upset alert on this one i think this is uh you know this is a great breakout for Sweetech, but uh, unfortunately I, I think this is where it ends all right well the price here halop a pretty big favorite minus 575 you can get Sweetech at plus which seems about right yeah i guess it is Sweetech's plus five and a half games but taking a dog spread against halop who hands out bagels and, and breadsticks like it's christmas is a really tough adventure and the total at 19 and a half looks about right i i, I might talk myself into a small bet on sweet tech but we'll see. yeah that's not the worst look um i just if that back injury hadn't flared up i would i i would ride her as far as she went and i would love to see uh you know like an 18 year old she just turned 18 yesterday by the way we're not talking like almost 19 um, an 18 year old win roll Garros. So fully healthy, you take Swiatek over Halep in this spot, at, huh? At, at this at price. price? Yeah. At, at this price. Sorry. Okay. Um, All right. Not, not okay. like a bracket challenge, right? Um, no, no. Right. Halep is still one of my favorite clay players to watch, too. I think she's just so smart. But something else I mentioned, and this is the first spot, no, second spot we see it. Um, Kenan, Sviatek, Anisimova, and Marketa Vondrasova all have one thing in common. They've reached the fourth round of the French Open before they turn 21. Ken is the oldest of the of those four at 20. Uh, the qualifier, Bolsova Zadoinov, um, is 21. That's five of the 16 players left that are 21 or younger. I mean, it, it, it's pretty cool. We see this in women's tennis all the time, but you're really seeing that next generation really shine through. They've all had success. You know, we talked about Andreescu winning Indian Wells. Uh, we could conceivably be talking about someone Andreescu's age or even younger winning the French Open this year, which could be really, really cool. And that's why I kind of want to see uh, Ananisimova, Sviatek quarterfinal, just to be guaranteed one of them in the semis. Yeah, when uh, Serena was kicking Donna T- uh, Dominic team out of the press conference, she should also grab the uh, <laughs> next-gen hashtag yeah. for the WTA because I think it applies. Yeah, I was tweeting that here. earlier. Don't you think that the next-gen ATP event for the WTA, think about who would be leading that racer in the conversation there this year. Oh, it would be, Kenan, it'd be so yeah. much fun. Anisimova has a title. Kenan has played really, really well this year. Bianca Andreescu with her 1,000 or, or uh I think it's a thousand points from Indian Wells. I mean, those three alone, and then of course Iga Sviatek, who's might be the most promising prospect of all of them. She's got more uh, movement and variety than Anisimova. I like her game probably as much as I like Andreescu's. Uh, I mean, we could have one hell of a next gen event on our hands. Well, what a wonderful segue there, Jorge. You know, we've got the bottom half here. We're looking at Anna Samova against someone I'm sure everyone had picked here, Balsova. Um, <laughs> actually, this is where my tennis draw challenge is all red. Well, this is to our credit. We looked at this section. We talked about how easy it was. We just yeah. picked the wrong person. Um, we didn't have the qualifiers in here. And let's be honest, if we saw Balsova and we actually know she was there, I'm hard-pressed to think any of us would have picked her over Buzarnescu, but um, she took advantage of the situation she was put in. Beat Cersti in, in three three sets. Um, beat... I'm sorry. No, beat Cersti in two sets, actually. Zana Raven, two sets. And Alexandrova, even. So she hasn't actually even dropped a set here in the main draw. Uh, do you think she has any chance to beat Anna Samova here? 
Yeah, uh, definitely. First off, uh, she's a very good clay player. I've been um, on her the last two days to beat Kirstea and to beat uh, Alexandrova. Alexandrova not exactly um, the best clay player. Kirstea a little too erratic for me, especially for the defense Bolsova can put up. Um, and Zvonareva is not really a, a, a clay player either. So she's she's beaten women I believe she should have beaten. I think she should have been the favorite in all three of her matches. She wasn't. She got We got dog money on just about all of them. Um, and here, again, we, we have her on surface, and something she really enjoys is playing against pace. Alexandrova's a hitter. Uh, so is Kirstea. Zonareva not as much, uh, but the last two she's beaten have been big hitters. If she can get the serve of Anisimova back, and Anisimova doesn't serve uh, a high percentage on the first serve, we could 100% see an upset here. So I'm struggling to find a price. This was the one match that I didn't have at the books are available to me. Let me see if I can get it real quick. If Pinnacle has a number up, I'm sure they do. Uh, but I would expect Anisimova to be a pretty yeah. big favorite. Let's We've got, see. Yeah, my guess yeah. would be in the same that you know three yeah, to four hundred range. Man, minus three twenty, right? Plus two seventy two on Balsova. I, I think I got to play yeah. play that for a little bit. What do you think, Spread? Are you, you going to join us here on Balsova, or are you st staying away from the underdog? I'm gonna stay away. Uh, one thing I wanted to uh, ask you about is why is Anisimova doing so well against Sabalenka? Oh. I mean. Uh, she just seems to like have her number like I, I mean and I wouldn't like from a matchup wise like I wouldn't necessarily jump in there and expect it that's why it's so surprising that's why I wanted to bring it up well I was hoping because you were not at home you would maybe be a little off your game and not bring that up I'm very disappointed <laughs> that you're going to make me talk about this but Anisimova does one thing really well that is kind of the one thing you have to do to beat Sabalenka just hammer her second serve. If Sabalenka's not getting her first serve in, she's incredibly vulnerable. Uh, she's been a little better the last few weeks in trying to be more aggressive with that second serve, but in tough moments, she still goes back to this, I don't even know what you call it, the soft lob. But without the spin, just, without the top spin. Somebody like Anna Samova can like just destroy. It's not a real kick serve either. It's just... Right, there's no real spin it's to the it. Same the placement's not that great. Serve, but it right, doesn't have the kick. But she swings the same but that motion ruins as the, the entire effectiveness it's weird. without the kick and but I, I used to do that too. It, it's a, it's a right. factor of nerves. I, I mean, so yeah. I mean, you, you've got Sabalenka here, and then you had uh, Buzarnescu crashed out. Another person, and we actually talked about this last week in the preview that Annette Conteve was someone to be careful with, and the line was so low, and it was like they were enticing me to take it. Um, but sure, she something's wrong. Something has to be wrong with her um, because since making that wonderful run in Stuttgart. Uh, she's won one match between Madrid, Rome, and the French Open, and that's not good enough for someone who's so effective on clay. I mean, she had a better ready for this. This is going to drive noobs nuts. She had a better hardcourt season this year than she did clay. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> well, I'll save the listeners to have us listen yeah. to the discussion. We'll but... to, once your numbers are recalibrated, we'll have a more accurate uh, How assessment. How great of is that, though? Yeah, we will. is now a hardcourt player. Oh, God. All right, so... <laughs> To wrap up this quarter, is the winner of Anna Samova or Balsova, do they have any chance against talent? No. Spread? No, I don't think so. All right. So we've got Unless Halep. Halep gets hurt. So we've got I mean, you know, it's funny. We have back injuries in that, in, for both players in that match. I know. That's the only tough part about trusting Halep. But I think she wins this quarter. Do you think she beats either Barty or Keys coming out of the top I quarter? think she hammers Barty. Um, I think Keys might have a shot with a good serving day. That's interesting. How about you, Spread? 
Yeah, same. I think that the Barty's a real good matchup for her on clay, whereas Keys can generate so much pace that uh, she could give her some problems. All right, dive into that a little bit more. Then I'm struggling with why you guys think Keys has you know such a good chance there. Um, you know, Halep is clearly superior when you from a numbers perspective. So Jorge, what do you see from a matchup there that leans well, leans just, you towards just Keys? Exactly maybe the spread set. I think if she's uh, you know if she can play within herself, and that's a big if because she is one of the most erratic players on tour in in large spurts. Um, but if she can if she can hone her game in. Uh, and and serve a, at a decent rate on the first serve. She could beat anyone on any surface. I mean, she's a really really good player. She's made runs on clay before. Um, I think that's uh, entirely a possibility. I don't think Barty has that same ability, um, whether it be on the ground strokes or even on the serve. I think hers is a lot about placement. And if unless you keep changing it up, Halep starts to figure out patterns like that'll that'll render that great serve a little less effective. Um, I think that Keys is is the much more likely uh, option to come through. If either of them have have a chance against Halep, I would say it would be Keys for sure. Anything to add, Spread? Um, yeah, just I just think that her ability to generate pace on the tour is almost second to none. So, um, you know, that can pro- cause problems for anybody, uh, especially Halep, um, who does like to, to use other people's pace. So, I mean, obviously, I think if it gets that far, Halep would be uh, the rightful favorite. But, yeah, if we we're going to choose one who I think that would be able to beat her, it would be Madison Keys. All right. So, we're t- coming out of the top half, we probably have Halep, maybe Keys. Let's see what's going down in the bottom. Looking at the third quarter in the top half, we have a what I hope will be a fun match tomorrow. Sloan Stevens against Garbina Muguruza. Uh, Sloan Stevens coming off a really tough match against Polona Herzog. Hats off to her for making a tough go of that. Uh, Muguruza coming off a, um, sorry, Jorge, just a really disappointing performance by Svitolina. What did you think of her? Was her, her form poor or just really struggling to come back after the injury? Same story as every single slam. There, she eventually runs into a bigger hitter of the ball who you know is in grand slam form and she just she cannot get through them. And it's it happens every slam. It's you know I'm used to it. Uh, I think she I think if she does win a slam it'll be on hard courts as much as she grew up on clay as she's uh, she wrote in her BBC article. Um, uh, and she's good on it, and her game suits it. I think that she just her results have all come with the hard, uh, with hard courts, um, where she can I think redirect pace a little more effectively, and that's where she'll ever make a run. But it, it happens all the time. We saw it with Keys that U.S. Open a few years back. Like it only takes one hitter of the ball that hits bigger than her. There's plenty of them that just needs to play one really, 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 really top level match against her, and she's out of the slam. I mean. If, if these were double or triple elimination, I think she'd have multiple slams by now, but they're not, right? So that's what happens to her every time, and Garby's exactly the type of player that can do that to you. Well, now that Jorge's depressed and I'm still a little upset about Sabalink, let's pick us up here, spread. Get us excited for the Stevens-Muguruza match. It looks like Stone, I'm sorry, Sloan is a small underdog here, plus 120. Muguruza's favorite at minus 150. What do you think, spread? Does Sloan have a chance to advance? Oh, of course she does. Uh, back to the Svitolina match real quick. I, don't, I wasn't really necessarily disappointed with uh, Svitolina as I was impressed with Muguruza, and it's just... I mean, talk about the true definition of a wild card, right? I mean, it's—I mean, you never know what you're going to get from her. 
But when you get that form, she can beat anyone. Um, and I think it's going to be real impressive because I know that Sloan can do both. You know, she can out hit you or she can defend. And I think that she's going to be the defender in this match. And I think that she likes to be the defender. So um, I think she's going to be pretty mentally comfortable going uh, going into it. But if Muguruza redlines again, um, you know, it's her match to win. All right, Jorge, I know you generally dislike all American women, but can you put your bias aside and offer us a, a fair evaluation of how this uh, match I is going to go? I think the value in this match is always going to be on the underdog, and when it opened, that was Sloan. So there's your value for this match. Um, they're evenly matched. Sloan loves her slams. So does Garvey. Um, but I think Sloan has the defense, and she can she can, she can, can hit as well, especially redirecting pace. So that's going to be an option for her here. So uh, I, I would lean Sloan to win this match. Uh, I just can't stand either of these women's inconsistencies. But if they both play at the top of their game tomorrow, I mean, they're both slam winners with, you know, games that can <laughs> that can go all the way. So I'm uh, I'm gonna really enjoy it if they can both uh, play within their games and uh, and give us a good entertaining match. And, and I I think that we are gonna see that. I think that we will get the best of both women. I think that. Um, you know, if you throw this matchup five times all around the world, you might not necessarily get this. But at at this spot, at this time, I think you'll get a you know top form from both players. I'm really excited for this match. I like Stevens as a dog. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna end up wagering on her. She's just I thought that mentally she, that match over Herzog was really big for her, being able to put it all together like that. And Muguruza, you're you're right, Jorge did seem to just be. You know, it was like watching a kid playing against an adult at some level. She just seemed to hit the ball harder, stand taller, and be a bigger presence on the court. I, I don't know if she's going to have that same advantage in this uh, match. Sloan is, and I, I think that's the difference between Sloan and Alina is that Sloan is just better at taking that pace, not just defending it, but kind of turning it into an attack of her own. And I think that's why we've seen her break through um, more than Alina ever has. And that's going to be again the difference here. Jumping into the bottom half of this quarter, um, someone that we lauded quite a bit, Donna Vekic here, versus, of course, Kiki Burton. No, wait a minute. This is Who's this? Johanna Conta. That's interesting. What, what do you think about that spread? I mean, uh, boy, we pretty much underestimated Conta all clay season, and she has really turned it around. I found an interview I read with her where she actually said she made her first breakthrough on uh, as a junior in a clay tournament and that she was more comfortable on it than the media gave her credit for. Obviously we know how the British are with their players and how they kind of overanalyze everything. Um, and she's kind of backed that up here with a good performance. I mean, um, you know, she's been rolling so far. I, uh, I kind of expected it from her. And then we had the great match on the top half with, uh, you know, our favorite that we love to de debate about Benchik and, and Vekic. And, uh, boy, Donna looked good in there. I was actually uh, not necessarily surprised that Vekic won, but was surprised that she won so easily. Yeah, I wasn't. I can't stand Benchic. Yeah, I know, because we've, we've gone back and forth about, uh, about well, Benchic's Benchic, clay acumen. And, uh, uh, I'm just sick of these stories of what women yeah. liked when they were 13. That was 15 years ago. Come on, we have a whole career of clay inferiority from Joanna Conta. She's won more ranking points this season on clay than she has won in her entire career combined before this year. It's insane. It's, it's, 
have you guys seen anything in her game that looks different? Have you had a chance to watch her matches? Is she, she sliding slide. differently? Well, is she moving better? Is she using angles more aggressively? Uh, I, I don't know. It's just it's preparation. I mean, she also hasn't exactly played, you know, the toughest paths. Uh, she's beaten Mona. Oh, no, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the wrong uh, page here. Sorry. But, I mean, the Rabat field is never really that uh, that strong because it, it leads up to the Madrid-Rome double. So, you know, the, the top players aren't going to play those international events. I mean, beating Anna Bogdan, Yafin Wong, Suwei Shea on clay is, you know, and then you beat Isla Tomjanovic was her most impressive win up to that point. Then you go to Madrid. Uh, she plays a good clay player in Suckery in the Rabat final, loses. She plays Allison Risk and wins. Then she plays one of the elite players in Halep and loses. Then Allison Risk again. Non-slam Sloane Stevens was down a set and then Sloane melted. Uh, you know, 97-year-old Venus Williams. Uh, I mean, and then she she beat Vondrasova <laughs> and Burton's in three, but that took a huge mental collapse from Burton's. I mean, it was talked about throughout the tennis Twitterverse. Uh, and then here she's beaten Lautner, not didn't cover the spread. She beat Davis, needed three sets. I mean, Kuzmova might be her best win of the season, all things considered. I just, I'm just still not impressed with her resume. Uh, as much as it might read 13 and three on the record, I just haven't seen much of uh, outside of the Burtons win and Vondrasova win and then Kuzmova. Those three were nice, and making a final in Rome seems great, but uh, I'm still not, I'm still not sold. We'll see how she is next year, and I'm hoping that. Uh, I'm already looking at the 2020 clay pricing and hoping that we get uh, some nice dog odds opposing her. All right, Spread, anything nice to say after Jorge and I kind of ripped her apart? Well, no, I mean, I think Jorge does make a good point there. If you were like a boxing promoter, you know, and you're building up Kanta on clay, that was kind of, that's kind of like a, a path you would have set out for her to look good. Um, but you also have to give credit for her for uh, taking advantage of the situation and, uh, would any of us been surprised if she lost or didn't do well? No. So, um, you know, you got to give her credit. And I think that she is going to give uh, Vekic some problems. I think that she will, um, you know, I think that she's going to be her normal defensive self and that if Vekic isn't redlining or playing her best, uh, things can be a very tough match. I think this might be one of the ones that you look at your over two sets in. Interesting. So let me poke you a little bit more on that. That match is lined evenly. Vekic is minus 110, Conscious minus 110. If you look certain places, you might be able to get even both of them at like plus 100 or plus 105. Are you taking Conta spread? Hey, well, so in my bracket that we filled out, I have Conta, but after seeing what I've seen so far, uh, I lean Vekic in this one. I think okay. that um, she's in better form, and like I said, if she is able to avoid the errors, you know, the match is on her racket, so um, I would lean Vekic here. I don't know if I'll actually play it, though. Wait, so in your actual bracket, you had Joanna Conta beating, I guess, Kiki Burton's here? Uh, yes, I did. Wow. <laughs> I ha Well, I had Kuzmova beating Burton's. Wow. That's a nice pick. <laughs> uh, Jorge, are you as I, impressed as I am? Pretty much speechless, which doesn't happen. That's so. wild. <laughs> well, I mean, I... I I really liked Vekic in this match, but now Spread's got well, me all screwed up well, in the like head. What said, do you think, Jorge? The in-week <laughs> in or in-tournament form favors Vekic. I mean, she had that that tricky matchup with Rebecca Peterson, who likes the clean as a good returner, um, and she dropped a set there. But once she figured it out and adjusted, holy cow, she steamrolled the next two sets. Uh, she got through the first round easy-peasy, um, and then she had no problems with Benchich. I think her form this week, 60... Or 66, two-thirds 
uh, of the sets she's won have been 6-2 or 6-1. So uh, Conta hasn't had that uh, other than the Kosmova match, which is probably her toughest opponent, which is the only thing that throws me off. Um, but struggling with Lauren Davis, 4-4 four and four versus a Lautner who's still you know, working her way back and still working through ITFs. Neither of those things impress me. Um, and I just, I still don't believe in her on clay. And I think that this matchup greatly favors Vekic. She's got the bigger serve. She's got the forehand. She doesn't have someone who moves way better than her. Um, you know, that kind of helps neutralize a, a, a disadvantage that she usually has to cope with. She doesn't have to cope with as much here. Um, I think that everything points towards her, and I'm I'm happy to, to back her and cheer her on. And the funny part is this is a double down because if you guys recall, uh, I lost the unit and a half on Barton's uh, one to win the quarter, half to win the tournament, but I have Vekic on a quarter unit to win the third quarter at 33 to 1. So, um, I probably should have hedged here, but I, I just, I'm so confident. I love uh, Donna so much that I'm going to double down, play her again, and then wait till the next round to hedge uh, with Stevens or Muguruza. Yeah, I'm doing the same. We gave out Vekic uh, to win the quarter at 33 to 1, and I'm going back to look at my preview. I believe I gave out Vekic to actually win the Ooh. tournament at something like 250 to 1, and I'm just going to double down here. I. I'm really struggling with um, with the idea that Conte is going to continue to win matches like this. I think you're totally right, Jorge. As you start to look back at the competition, we have maybe a little bit of a paper tiger here. Yep, there we go. Vekic to win the tournament at 250-1. to one. So I've got her to win the quarter. I've got her to win the tournament, and I'm doubling down. I, I don't care. I think she wins this match. It is kind of tough. You're, when you're figuring out your path of victories, your kind of path of victory for Conte is that Vekic shows up and doesn't yeah. play her best. You know, I mean, that's that's the number one path to victory that I that I see there. I don't see anything strategically if Vekic is playing her best that, that Conta can do. Um, you know, we talked about serve placement earlier, and she definitely has that going for her. But, um, you know, I just think that at both at their best, I, I like Vekic here. So I think we were a little split on Stevens Muguruza. I didn't hear a definitive answer as to who wins that match. But, you know, when we look at who's going to win this quarter, do you think the winner of Stevens Muguruza beats uh, the winner of Vekic Kanto, Jorge? Do I think Jorge? so? Yes. Do I hope so? No. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about you, Spread? Yeah, I mean, that seems like the obvious choice, right? The, um, the pedigree is there, um, you know, and obviously the form will be there. At, you know, whoever, uh, whoever comes out of that top half is definitely going to be the favorite. So we should be looking to hedge our Vekic quarter in the next match probably? Definitely. All right. Let's jump into the bottom quarter here. We've got Marketo Vondrasova, who at this point might be the official player of the Networth podcast, against <laughs> Anastasia Sevastova in the top part. Um, looking through here, Elise Mertens played pretty well. I think this is mostly what we laid out here, um, that either basically would be Mertens or Sevastova and probably Vondrasova on the top. You know, Spread, when you look at the top half of this quarter, what did you think about the last week? I mean, Vondrasova, you know, it was – it's kind of funny. She was kind of like the popular dark horse, right? You know, like a lot of everyone was talking about her going into it, but she's definitely lived up to expectations here. Because um, not only has she been winning, she's been winning playing beautiful tennis, um, a varied game. But the thing I like about her is, you know, a lot of times, you know, these players with touch and stuff, um, you know, they don't have a lot of power, but she can really whack that forehand when she needs to. Um, being left-handed seems to be throwing some of her younger opponents off. I mean, 
nothing but good things to say about her, except for I think this is the matchup where I think that she's going to be in trouble. I like I kind of like uh, Sevastova here. I think Sevastova is not going to be bothered by some of the things that the other players uh, have, and um, you know, other other than power, I think Sevasta does everything um, as well or better than Vondrasova at this point in their careers. It's an interesting breakdown. It's disappointing to hear you rip on Sevastova like that. Uh, Jorge, yeah, you going to defend Vondrasova? These two kind of almost have similar games. Not inter- Vondrasova doesn't have the jump ball, but she is strong or solid on both wings. She can play cross-court down the line. Um, this one's really going to come down to, one, who is going to game plan uh, most effectively, and two, who can make in-match adjustments without on-court coaching. Those are the two big things for me. Uh, because this is going to be a match of two players that have a lot at their disposal who are both both very strong. Uh, and as I mentioned last week, Vondrasova, you know, she won't be as physically perhaps fatigued as she is in many tournaments that she makes deep runs to because of the days off in between. Um, I think the, the lack of, you know, endurance late in tournaments is a huge concern for someone that young uh, at this point. But... You know, it's only her fourth match. She's had days off in between. I think this comes down to uh, who game plans best. I will be hedging here um, for the original stake size. I got plus 160 or, or better on Sevastova, and I just think that that's too much. That's The price discrepancy here is too much for something that's probably more of a coin flip and is going to depend so much on in-match adjustments. Well, Jorge, I'm and really with the serve. Vondrasova's got to keep up with her on the service games. I'm just really disappointed Jorge didn't take our advice and yeah. take Sevastova to win the tournament at 50-1. to 1. He should be holding outright tickets <laughs> on both here. You should have nothing to hedge. I, I love the price on Sevastova here. I'm actually seeing plus 180. I think I even got plus 185. Um, I agree with what you said, Jorge. This match should be lined really close. I- I'd have Vondrasova as a small favorite, but plus 185 is tremendous value on Sevastova, and it sounds like you agree, Spread. Yeah, that's going to be a play for me for sure um, at that number. I, I'm, I'm the same. I mean, anything above plus 120, I would have taken it. So, What do you think, Jorge? Are you going to advise that okay, as a play sorry. even if you're not hedging? Yeah. Well, yeah, sorry, that's what I mean. Like, I'm hedging. Plus 180. No, uh, well, yeah, that's what I mean. If you weren't hedging, would you bet that? Yeah, it, it wouldn't be anything yeah, above a, a standard one to play for me. Like, I, I tend to, and one, one of my strategies this year has been to be better with more confident bets and, you know, being willing to, to wager. You know, I use a one to five unit scale. A lot of times I was either going like, you know, four or five or one or one and a half. There wasn't much in between. So this year I've been trying to use a little more of the in between on the confidence scale, and it's worked out really, really well for me. Uh, but this would never be above one. I just, again, I think it's too, it would just be a pure price play, right? We always try and find discrepancy in prices, but I want to also look at form. I want to look at matchup. I want to look at uh, four or five different factors. And if the only thing I see is like a price discrepancy, it's just going to be a standard or small play. Um, I think that's what I would do here. And that's what I'm doing with my hedge anyway. So like I'm matching the stake from the Vondrasova uh, outright um, with this. So that that's pretty much what I'm doing. Um, with a hedge as opposed to a regular play. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Let's jump into the bottom half. We got Petra Martic, who is red hot and continues her run on clay this season against Kaya Kanepi, which is, I guess, is a little bit of a surprise, but 
God, the top half of this, the bottom half here has been a mess. Um, disappointed to see Kudermitova get knocked yeah, out. I'm sure you were disappointed um, too, right, Jorge? I, mean, I was on her, and I actually, she's one of the people that I've counted up all the different uh, bets I've had on her this year because, in some capacity, I've now backed her 15 times. Um, that was one of them. Luckily, while I was betting her large against Diaz, uh, I didn't go too large um, against Kanepi, so that was a bit of a relief. Um, but I'm now 8-7 and seven on her this year. Two of those losses were a quarter unit and a half unit outright, so really in single matches, you know, 8-5 and five in, in individual wagers and up over six units. So she's been an absolute gift to me. Uh, the bookies Very all profitable. play season perennially underrated her easily in my opinion or in my evaluation and by frequency of bets would would agree with this that she's the most mispriced player of the clay season and um i think she showed yesterday that outside of running out of gas in the third set plus 130 was a huge price uh should have been closer to a pick em. um but she ran out of gas and Kanepi took it six love and off they go Yeah, disappointing loss for the dog. But what do you think about Martich here, Spread? She's a huge favorite against Kanepi. I'm looking at a price of minus 275. Any interest in Martich? Is she a great parlay piece? Does Kanepi have a chance here? I don't like that price. I, th I like Martich to win this match, but I think it's way too high. Um, you know, if you had to bet it, you know, if you're forced to bet, I think at that price you have to play Kanepi. But I'm not interested in that at all. I don't think that she will win, but I'm surprised that... Uh, how much a favorite no, Petra is here? Are you surprised at that price for her? Right, um, I'm on her to win two nothing. I think she's got too much. The slice is going to if she can utilize the slice well on the backhand wing, she can really kind of neutralize some of Kanapi's power. Uh, she also makes her move in uh, because she's not the best mover. If she's moving in and you know having to take a, a low ball uh, back over net, I think Martich can can easily pass her. Either she's going to get stuck in no man's land or she's going to have to come to the net she won't have time to get back to the baseline and try and set up for ground strokes so i think that can be an extremely useful tool for her um i think moving kanepi around is going to be the key and you know three matches in how's kanepi going to hold up I, I don't see it happening that well martich has got a good first serve great slice clay acumen uh, everything points to her so i think getting this to plus money with a, a straight sets bet is the way to go yeah, I like that angle a lot. All right, spread. So does Martich beat the winner of Vondrasova Savastova to take the quarter? Mm, that's a good question. Um, no. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the question, but after uh, quick consideration, I would think that I would favor the uh, the top half winner. How about you, Jorge? Do you uh, see Martich having a chance to beat either Savastova or Vondrasova? Or, sorry, she should be a slight dog to either one, but... The way Vondrasova's played and making headlines and, you know, her, her sunshine double, her prices have been so low um, all tournament. I've been very, very surprised to see the way Vondrasova's been lined uh, the, the entire time. Um, but she's, I guess, warranted it. She handled CSN. She acquitted herself well there. She won, I think, 11 games in a row to end the match against Potapova. Uh, came through Yaf and Wang in straightforward fashion. So she's, she's earned, really, kind of the billing that she's been getting. But... Uh, uh, I think that Martich has a chance against her. I think that Sevastova would probably cause her more problems. Um, but I think she's got a chance for both. And um, when we released that Vondrasova future back way back in early March on the look-aheads, 
Uh, I also took uh, Tamara Zadancic, who we've talked about on the on uh, the show. Uh, I took Eugenie Bouchard before that she now she wasn't going to play clay season just as a former semifinalist at 400 to one. And the other one I took personally and didn't mention was Petra Martic at 500 to one. So I'm hoping that she not only wins this match, but she does actually beat my Von Drusova outright because it's just far more lucrative um, than the 150 to one. So I'm cheering for, I'm a Martic fan for the next few days, next week or so. All right. All right, I'm going to tie it down, Jorge. Uh, Give me a winner of the fourth quarter. This is probably my favorite Martich, quarter. Sevastova, Vondrasova. One remaining. You've got three really good players who all have a shot. I mean, you've got Kaya Kanepi. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Vondrasova <laughs> v. Martich, and then, you know what? Screw it. I'm going heart, not head. I'm saying Martich. Wonderful. How about you, Spread? Give me somebody. I'm taking Sevastova. I'm taking Sevastova. I think that uh, the worst Sevastova is underrated. For Jorge would be <laughs> okay. Sevastova taking out Vondrasova, then Sevastova taking out Marnich. That is the absolute worst case scenario. Yeah, the, uh, we'll have to have an over/under I on mean, who has more I mean, I've already hedged her. the Vondi oh, bet, and I'll definitely be hedging <laughs> the Marnich bet. Um, so either way, I won't lose money on either of those tickets. Uh, but uh, I certainly hope I get a, a Vondra Silva Martich quarter because one, I'm guaranteed a semifinalist. Two, it's another round that I don't have to hedge, um, and that's going to help for the the semis and final. Um, and I just have to hope Halep, you know, that back injury or whatever she's got going on flares up because if she can be knocked out before the final, I am really close to a nice payday. All right. And I also don't know if Halep was going to be as intimidating going into the final. We've talked before about how she didn't have the best record in finals. And without Cahill to kind of guide her through, um, you know, this could be another uh, another problem for her. So uh, I don't necessarily think the later that we go, um, you know, Halep, you know, it, I, I could see some problems uh, rising there. So. I don't know if she's necessarily a shoe-in as a big favorite if she makes the final. All right, all right then, Fred. I thought was a really good segue because at this point I'm thinking uh, between the three of us, we, we still can't commit to anybody in the bottom half of this draw, but there's essentially five names that keep coming up. Sevastova, Vondrasova, Martich, Stevens, or Muguruza. Can any of those five well, women I mean, can. beat we Simona Halep in the final? essentially do it last year before collapsing. Um, she had that championship kind of... I'm not on lock, but she was pretty damn close. Um, so she can. Garby can as well. Garby's got the clay pedigree. She's not going to be too nervous in a slam final. She's got a big enough game uh, to stick with her, perhaps uh, to beat her. Um, I think, uh, not Sevastova, but I think Vondrasova might have a shot. Um, she's done it well. Did She did it, what, Rome? She beat her? Uh, she's done it before. She's... She, yeah. She's beaten big players before. She's not intimidated by the big stage, the big names. And she she doesn't play with enough pace for Halep to kind of redirect. And if she's having a good day, uh, she's got better spin. Uh, she can move decently well. She's got the lefty factor. I think that uh, she could really be in with a shot there. All right, spread that same five names. Muguruza, Stevens, Von Drusova, Sevastova, and Martich. Can any of them beat Halep? I think that if uh, this came around to the final and you gave me any of the 
those five women at plus 200 or more, I would go ahead and take the underdog there. And my guess is you probably would get more than plus 200 on everyone except for Garby and Sloan. All right, so I'm looking at prices here for outrights. You guys both mentioned that Muguruza and Stevens would have a chance. I got her at seven. I got Muguruza at seven to one. Stevens at eight to one. Vondrusova at twelve to one, and Martich sixteen to one. Savastov at thirty-three to one. I think those first two names, Muguruza and Stevens, maybe seven and eight to one. Did any of those I prices stick out as value to you guys? Vondrusova. That. Yeah, yeah Savastov at thirty-three to one. That's like a pre-tournament price. Yeah, she was fifty to one before the tournament. Yeah, they don't really move that that much. Yeah, I'm looking at Martich at sixteen to one, but Savastova at thirty-three to one. I think you know, for our listeners that aren't holding a Savastova fifty to one ticket, might be worth you know some lunch money to grab Savastova at thirty-three to one here, especially yeah. if you like her chances against Vondrasova. All right, guys, that was just about it for everything that I had for Roland Garros. Anything you guys want to add or talk about? Yeah, real quick, I want to jump in and, uh, you know, just kind of lament the disappearance of Caroline Wozniacki since she's been diagnosed with RA. Um, you know, it's funny, she annoyed me so much when she was an active player, but now that she's gone, I'm starting to miss her, uh, you know, and it was kind of real sudden. And, uh, you know, from if you look back to last year when she won the Australian and, and you know, um, how good she was looking at that point to be at this point, yeah, you know, it's really just surprising yeah, to me and, that, and kind uh, of sad it, in it's a way. Really it is disappointing. Yeah, since that Charleston final, we've seen it flare up. She posted on social media. She retired in Rome. She retired in Madrid. Uh, she lost right away here after looking great early, so I think it might have flared up there. You almost wonder, with that Aussie Open in her back pocket, if she just looks at it and says, there's no way I'm ever winning another slam against a very talented WTA field, you know, with, uh, with needing to win seven matches. I've got my slam. I've got my money. I've got endorsements. You almost wonder if she's going to start to feel the the not call but the the desire to retire, desire to retire. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's disappointing not to see her play tennis anymore. I like the way that she played. I know a lot of people might qualify her as kind of a pusher or whatever. I guess Jorge didn't like watching her play, yeah. but I didn't either. I kind of liked her as a heel though. She was kind of fun to root against, especially because she would reward you by whining and acting up so much when she lost, you know, it kind of as a viewer gave, you know, when you're rooting against her, it kind of, you got some, uh, some satisfaction out of that. And now that she's gone, you know, I do kind of miss it. And not to mention she did win a lot. So you didn't always get to see it, you know? Um, but yeah, that was like my main thing taken away from the first round is I thought that this might be a tournament for her to like come back and kind of make a statement that, you know, don't count her out. Her career is still here, but it, it doesn't really look that way at all. And I think another thing is the RA is affecting her preparation, which is why I think she kind of petered out in that first round match as well. You know, tough grinding match on clay. She came out to a great start. Looked like she was about to, you know, uh, you know, announce that she was back and then everything fell apart. <laughs> I guess I'm just a sucker for a braided pigtail. <laughs> all right i think that just about wraps up the french open now jorge i know that you and i were talking about some wimbledon futures and you wanted to touch on those quickly um for those of you that didn't see my tweet you should be looking at your bovada accounts and hoping that ashley barty is still 33 to 1 to win wimbledon uh both of us were very excited about that but why don't you break it down for us a little bit jorge why does well, ashley barty's game I'm look I, I so good to you on grass honest to god right now one of the top three or four contenders um with questions around kerber's health you have on grass, Serena, Petra, and Ashley Barty. Um, I guess Osaka would be in there, and Pliskova with her serve. But Pliskova, 
uh, as our, our friend and former guest Hamza have mentioned, not not great before last year at Wimbledon, um, despite some past success on the surface. But I think Barty should be one of the one of the favorites in single digit numbers. She's got a huge serve, that backhand slice staying low to the ground on the surface that already bounces the least is going to be so effective. Um, it's what we saw Federer ride for years. You know why Dan Evans on the men's side is is so much better on grass than any other surface. And Barty has that. She's probably got the best one on tour. So uh, I don't understand why even 16 to one for me is value at Unibet. 33 to one at Bovada is mind-bogglingly stupid. Um, and you've got to you've got to take advantage of that number if you have a Bovada account, uh, undoubtedly. <laughs> um, that's that's what I would say there. I would think that she would be. Uh, the value there. Well, hopefully Bovada reopens that market. It's closed right now, but I'm seeing 20 to 1. Now, this is a local book, but it, I'm sure it mirrors off a price somewhere else. What do you think about Barty's chances in Wimbledon, Spread? I mean, yeah, I, I could just echo everything uh, Jorge said. I think she's got to be like in the top five favorites there. So the fact that you got that price, that's some good shopping, some good looking ahead. I need to. Uh, I need to get take your guys' lead and start looking ahead a little more. All right, I'm going to run through a list of names, just kind of read off some odds here. Again, this is from my local book, which the pricing yeah, here I'm is, trying is to up pull and down. Bet 365, it's being, it's being kind of stubborn with me right now, so I don't have them in front of me. All right, well, I'm going, to read through the, I'm going to read through the list, and you guys stop me when you hear a name you either hate or like. If it sounds about right, we'll just keep going. Serena Williams, 3-1. to one. Hate. <laughs> Hate. <laughs> That's awful. Um, last defending champion Angelique Kerber is ten to one. Hate. Muguruza fifteen to one is awful. That's too short. Kvitova at five to one. That looks just about right. That's too short. That's too short. <laughs> All right, spread. How much money are you going to bet on Ostapenko at thirty-five to one? She should be like thirty-five hundred to one. Oh, that's a She's having a great time shopping in Paris this week, though, from her Instagram. So the San Antonio Maybe she'll need the money. Nah, the not, San Antonio Spurs are twelve number. to one. Also, Does anybody Panko, like push them? Five to one on Unibet. Just huge no. discrepancy there. Yeah, my that level should, is that should nonsense. be that's about more right. Yeah, <laughs> so one twenty-five to one. Kasatkina thirty-five to one. I assume there's a much better price Eight. somewhere else. Sharapova twenty-five to one. She doesn't play Eight. tennis. Halep fifteen to one. Mm. I got no, I got no, a keys fifteen to one. Uh, yeah, keys twenty five to one. I had circled. Um, I've, keys twenty five to one. What's refresh my memory? What's her best performance at Wimbledon? Has she made a semis before? Let me pull that up here. Since to me, she in my in my memory, I almost remember her being better at the French than well, at Wimbledon. Well, yeah, twenty sixteen fourth round. Game, but, um, um, other than that, she hasn't won more than. That was the year she went eight and one on grass. She made the third round. Another year she won eight matches on grass. Uh, but Wimbledon hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, that hasn't. She made the uh, quarterfinals in twenty fifteen. She made third round quarterfinals, third round, fourth round quarterfinals in, in previous years. So. Um, the funny part is that you know yeah, twenty five to one's intriguing though. Fifteen to one, I'll pass. Such a terrible matchup for her. You know, Radvansky keeping that ball low to ground with that defense, <laughs> like. There isn't any more aga. Uh, his keys could do it. <laughs> All right, Jorge, Zero. since I put spread on the spot, how much money are you going to bet on Svitolina at 20 to 1? I don't think there's. Stevens is 15 to 1. That's laughable. Um, Wozniacki's 30 to 1. I wish I could get a no on you that. You can do that at Betfair. you got to spend a ton to do it. But you can actually lay people to win. 
um, on the, on the exchanges. I don't think there's any numbers under a hundred to one now that I like. Honestly, those are the two Barty and Keys. Um, there's a few big numbers though. Like I don't know if they're even spread at your book. Um, but someone like Allison Risk at Go Unibet. Ahead, give me the big Again, ones you someone like. who's comfortable on the surface. I think she won 10, 12 matches last year, nine, something like She won a ton of matches. Um, again, this is something where to, to extract equity, you only have to get a decent draw and have her go three or two or three uh, wins deep. She's 400 to one. Um, Magdalena Rybarakova, who is also known as the kryptonite to Karolina Pliskova because of that backhand slice, keeping the ball low. Uh, also 400 to one. I think that's that's not a terrible shout. And then yeah, that one that jumps out to me because she always she looks so bad on the clay season, and then you forget. And I think she's the other so one that stands on out is the 1,000. You always kind of get her undervalued. On Jen Brady, uh, she's won matches. She's won matches on the surface. <laughs> but uh, she's, she's not going to get Garcia ever six times. That's right. <laughs> Last year, she won six matches on the surface. Some of those were qualifiers. But the fact is, this is the best year probably she's had to start, like, start of the season for her career. She's got a big serve and big forehand. Um, if there's a year that maybe she, you know, wins two or three matches and breaks out at Wimbledon, it's this year. And 1,000 to 1, there's a lot of room to extract money out of that number. So I think that's a decent long shot as well. Monica Puig. Yeah, I like that. Yes, I got, just got to hit control. Do you have a number up for Puig? Uh, 500 to 1. I was thinking she might be a big long shot. Ooh. Yeah, I think that she might be one with the new coach. Um, you well, know, how, like you said, how, you get to the fourth effective? of the, the I mean, we've, I've, I've seen people tweet it. And people have been talking about it. And How much better has she been with Kamau? I mean, there was the Charleston run to the semis. But outside of that, first round, Qualies Madrid, Qualies Rome quarterfinal of Strasbourg and she was absolutely lambasted by Sabalenka outside of that five or six game run in the second set she was thoroughly thrashed uh, here she beat Flipkins and then Kasatkina and then you know Sviatek got her after the first set bagel uh, how good has she been with Kamau first round Miami second round Indian Wells second round Acapulco like this this I think this impact of Kamau Murray and the fact that he took Os uh, not Osaka um Sloan Stevens to so much success has kind of made him like one of these de facto Stevens. best coaches on tour well why is Monica Puig still struggling then because she doesn't have much success yeah but that's what I mean so probably because she uh, she didn't do anything last year at all but she's still so you know she's not a top 50 player she's not even playing like a top 50 player who's kind of building her rank towards the top 50 she just looks like I think she looks like a 70th ranked player that had a good I thought she looked pretty good this week. All right. That's fair. All right. I got a couple more names for you guys to look up for me because Bet 365 doesn't want to come up here. Maybe they know I'm in America. So, uh, how about Nietzsche's yeah, favorite, Sabalenka? I think she's got a great shot here. I'm just not sure if I like her at the same. Nah. You took her what? Yeah. I bet 15 to 1 before the season, and I regret it. 15 to 1 at the end of last year, and I regret it. And she's won seven matches each year. So, like, this is the one surface where 
Yeah. It does, but it does take you a while to adjust. Like, no it one has grass growing surface. up in their country except the freaking Brits and Aussies, right? No one plays on grass. So when you're European or you're North yeah. American, like, even if you have the game that's suited for it, it's still going to take you a season or two to acclimate. One, because you've never played on it or you didn't play on it growing up. Two, it's hard to train on it because there's nowhere in Florida or at these academies that have it. And three, it's only a five-week, six-week season, right? You've only got three weeks leading into Wimbledon, and then the second week of Wimbledon is the fifth week. But if you're no good, you're not making that. So you've only right. got really two or three weeks to get ready before Wimbledon hits. So I think one day she could be really, really strong on it. And I think the fact that she went you know, 14-7 and seven in her first two seasons combined on the surface is actually pretty impressive. And I think maybe maybe watch for her to, to kind of make that her turning point of, of 2019, use that – grass to get you know back into things i hope you're right about that i got another name for you how about uh speaking of coaching improvements kiki mladenovic what's her number at pass oh see i love that at 150 to one why do you say pass noobs i don't know it's I have to pull up her grass stats, but just and I haven't looked at grass stuff in a while, obviously. But I don't remember being that good, and maybe it was just yeah. a bad year last year. But what do you guys think? Does she have the game to be good at Wimbledon? Yes, because she's got she, that big serve. And do you remember last uh, year? I don't know. When she was her, far and far her room issues she was come up year, as much. And um, the people that beat her on grass in Birmingham, Rybarakova three sets, Barty and Eastbourne, uh, and then. She got to the third round and lost seven five seven six to one Serena Williams at Wimbledon. So, yeah, but I mean, she kept it close against the eventual finalist and probably yeah, but the greatest woman to ever play the game. So, it's, I think she's got. But you're going to need the draw with her, right? Because. All right, fine. It's a decent number, but again, it's one of those things where yeah, no, one fifty to one. I love that. If, and if you bet it post, you you. You need, yeah, you need a good draw, obviously. Right. But, but I mean, when you're playing this game, where, you know, that's what we're. Yeah, you and know, she's she's a number that if kinda, she gets. It's almost you know, like playing poker. Like you just hope you get Doug good hand. You know? And then Tatiana Maria, in her first two rounds with like maybe a qualifier, also in that mini section, you're gonna see her number plummet to probably like a hundred to one or, or, you know, seventy to one, something like that, uh, where it's probably lined up yeah. pre-draw. And she's not going to be a seed, right? So they have to account for the fact that she could be first round against Serena, and you're dead. Kind of like Zidancic this year with Mertens. I'm still pissed off about that. But yeah, that's that's the risk you take in betting those huge numbers beforehand. Sometimes it works out like Mardich. Sometimes it works out like Zidancic. That see that comes back for me. Do we see Anasmova as a player at all? The experience on the surface, like I. I don't think uh, your you know your first year ever playing grass, you're a contender for a Wimbledon outright. You know, like I just even if she plays two or three events warming up, I'm just okay. Not that's a good point there. That she's I'll grant you that. To be, um, someone that can win at Wimbledon, and she's only sixty six to one. I like I'm not betting sixty six to one for someone who's never played a grass match. So sixty six to one, same price. Yeah. What's Vika at? Vika Azarenka? I don't hate it. I think she's a What do you think of that? Kind of stands out to me. Yeah. She's rounding into form well. And and talk about the experience on grass. She's got it. That I wouldn't hate. Um, You know, she's played it for years. She's she's had success. Uh, She went to the semifinals in 2012, losing to Serena. So, 
Um, when the Olympics were played on grass, she she went to the uh, the bronze medal match, went to the semis and lost to Serena again. So that 2012 year was her best year. Um, she also made the quarters in 2015. So she's got she's got the the not consistent history, but she's gone to the second week multiple times before, and it's 66 to one. It's not the worst look. The problem is, again, she won't be seated, right? Or in all likelihood won't be seated. She's, I think, in the 40 range. Right. Right. That's the whole, that's the whole reason. Well, any of these, none of our long shots will be seated. So, I mean, it's going to be luck of the draw on all of them. All right. One more before I stop uh, asking you guys prices. Uh, Vicky well, Kuzmova. I'm on her. I'm on her. Um, what do you think? In March, Any interest? Her serve's getting a lot better. For Wimbledon. So I, I've been on her since then. Uh, I just think that serve alone is worth a thousand to one price. She gets a okay. decent draw, makes a third or fourth round, and once again, you've got you got room for equity there. So cool. That's a fun little exercise. Yeah, you got to make sure you always look at those futures markets out ahead. So that was a good exercise. Yeah, you guys are making me a better capper here. That's right. We're trying our best. That's what we do here to try to increase <laughs> your net worth. Excellent. All right, guys. I'm anything already... to add before we wrap up? I think that's good. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Be sure you subscribe. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Tell us about your friends. We appreciate all that stuff. And we love Would you follow us on Twitter at NetWorthPod. Thanks for listening. Good luck in all your wagers. Yeah. I think you got to hit stop, noobs. Yeah.